Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, talking NBA, and I'm Ray <laughs> Tall Rayside. Hoop it up, and I'm Tay Eric Taylor, and oh man, we're back. The NBA's back. They crowned the champion from the bubble, the Lakers, all the testing, and Adam Silver, and the players, and and, you know, the social justice and the movements, and it was a big hit. The bubble was amazing. And they carry some things over, and we'll talk about that, Ray, with the extended playoff format. It's a 72-game season, and tomorrow it tips off. I'm more than excited. But, Ray, you know, real quick, it's Monday Night Football. Not only are my Steelers on, but we lost. A, a giant in Kevin Green, a former Pittsburgh Steeler, linebacker, and Panther. I didn't even get to hear all the news. I know he was around our age. Do you know what happened? But Kevin Green, rest in power, died, um, I guess, suddenly. You know, doesn't it seem like people have been passing left and right? You know, he was third all-time in sacks. He was yeah. only 58. Only right? 58? Yeah, and, and a recent Hall of Famer, right? Uh, who was put in two, three years ago, I believe. Yes, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, it's it's just insane. Uh, I mean, it, the news is just coming in. I mean, his family put out a tweet today. Um, yeah. You know, his full on the field stats. He was a two-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowl selection, hundred and sixty sacks. The only people, the only people in the history of the NFL that had more sacks were Bruce Smith and Reggie White. Is that yeah. insane? No, and, and that sums it all up there. But he was, like, the, really a cornerstone, you know, started off, like, you know, hot wings and grease with the Rams, with the Rams yeah. really excelled as the Steelers, and then on the back end still played quality football with the Panthers. And it's just – and then he was coaching for a while. Very, very sad. And we're sorry, you know, we're talking NBA, but – you know, you, you just got to honor somebody like that when they die so suddenly and so young. And, and being that it's the end of the football season and it's Monday Night Football and the Steelers are playing, it was just all that wrapped in one. So I, I had to bring that up, you know. So, Ray, here we are. Before we get into the standings, postseason awards, finals, MVP and all that, what I mean, I guess one of the themes is it makes me think about welcome back, right? And welcome back, Carter. Mr. Carter, we have Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, um, who am I missing? I mean, obviously the sad news with Clay, but in terms of guys that really missed the entire season or most of the season coming back, what is the uh, the kind of – what are you looking to see out of these players and who do you think will kind of do the best? I mean, obviously Kyrie was the least of the hurt, but let's say it'd be even Curry and Durant. What, what are your thoughts with these guys? Well, you know, the one I'm really looking at is Kevin Durant because very rarely – 
do you have these tectonic shifts in the NBA? Um, And and when Kevin Durant comes to the Eastern Conference, um, that's a a change. That's a shift. You know, like when LeBron went to the Western Conference, when he went to the Lakers, that was a big deal. Uh, You know, you had Moses Malone coming from the, you know, from the – Eighty one, right? Well, no, I'm talking about most no, of the Rockets in eighty one when he was on the Rockets, and then he goes to the Sixers, changes conferences, yeah. and it changes the dynamic of the conference. So you're talking about now Steph Curry is Steph Curry, right? He's going to come back, and unfortunately for him, his running partner uh, Clay Thompson isn't there. But Steph is coming back to the same coach, to roughly the same teammates. Obviously, he loses Durant, and there's some. No, changes, a lot of actually, you know, no, not. I mean, they got a lot of new pieces. All those young yeah, cats. But, but the biggest, but the biggest pieces, right? The ones he feels most comfortable with, first of all, is the coach. Uh, and Draymond. Like Draymond Green, right? So, yeah. so his change isn't as as insane as Kevin Durant's, right? Kevin Durant right, going to no. a new conference, a new coach, a first time coach. Who knows if he can actually be a good NBA coach? We don't know. Um, he's going running with a new running mate. So Kevin Durant's the one I'm really interested in in, uh, in seeing how he how he meshes. Also, it's going to be an ego. You know, it's going to be a bunch of egos out there. Steve Nash has got an ego. Kyrie's got an ego. Uh, oh, Durant's yeah. got an ego. And and also <laughs> Deontay Jordan's got an ego. <laughs> Deontay Jordan's got an ego. Landon Shamit might have an ego. Oh, um, but no, but but for real though, you know. When you're looking for your first NBA title, it's different than when you've already and, got to. Well, right? That's Kevin the thing that I like to. about Kyrie and Durant, right? They both were our champions. Both were clutch in winning. Both had to share the spotlight. Neither was considered in some ways the end-all to be-all to winning it, although Durant was in the sense that he kind of, you know, got the MVP, outdueled LeBron, and you know, even though he joined the, the the Splash Brothers, he was clearly like, you know, the bee's knees, you know. And I think Kyrie, what's interesting is the the whole dynamic. And forget about the stuff with the media; that's silliness. But the dynamic of him still kind of taking little shots at LeBron. And so, yes, him and Durant are friends. But when the Brooklyn media and when Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert and Harris and other people are not so happy with his quote-unquote leadership or he misses three games and then they go on a three-game win streak without him, I want to see how that plays out. That's what I'm interested in because Kyrie is, a, I mean, just a master of, you know, finisher, ball handler, but is he a leader? And that's what I think we're going to find out. Him and Durant, that'll be interesting, you know? We'll, we'll we'll talk more about the Nets, but I actually have – I think this is a big season for Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, he, he won the championship in Cleveland with LeBron, and he was every much a part of that a part of that championship, right? It wasn't LeBron. He wasn't Booby Gibson. All respect to Daniel. Uh, he was – you know, he was the man, and, and LeBron wouldn't have won that championship without him, and he wouldn't have won that championship without LeBron. Um, but yeah. if you think about it, since then – his star has kind of, you know, uh, now granted he's, he's a mega star and he's all of that, but, you know, there's some real questions about is he the leader of a team? 
Uh, right after Kevin Boston Durant and everything, is, yeah. No, no, I, I, that's yeah, that's what I was getting at. Is he I totally the leader agree. of a championship team? Let's put it that way. Is he the leader of a championship team? And I'm excited for the new blood. You know, I'm excited. You know, I mean, feel terrible for these rookies, right? I mean, no summer league, the tiniest training camp ever. I feel terrible for you, no summer league, because you are a summer league kind of dude. Oh, are you and kidding I me? Summer, you, league, summer I, league is some of the most fun. And I, I've been trying to get you on board all these years. You, you fight it. You know, you're sitting there watching you know the you're sitting there watching the Mets it. and the Yankees, and I'm just like, <laughs> listen, it's not time for the Yankees and Mets. Summer League after no, no, the draft. I, I, see, you what? get me wrong. All these years, I don't fight it. It's fun basketball. My only thing is don't read too much into it because you're the type of cat that will watch the game and say, this guy's going to be the next star, and he's going to get minutes, and he's going to be the man. But ultimately, right, but, but let me you're tell you playing something. your I third right, and though. fifth. I've been right in assessing some of these guys and how they play, and certain guys have taken off from Summer League and really made teams. I remember the the, the whole Langston-Galloway experience. I remember um, a couple of cats, you know, with the Knicks back in the days. Like, there's different cats that it was Summer League that got them on, that got them deals, that got them, you know, continuing their careers or bringing their career back and playing. So it's going to be missed. But I'll tell you this. let Let's jump into the East. I mean, obviously, we, we, you know, we, we'll look at the conference and, and talk about the standings and predictions and look at the, 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 the new players and storylines, right? And I go with the East for me. Obviously, we talked about Brooklyn. Um, Giannis gets the big deal. But Doc Rivers coming to the East to coach Philly, them finally getting shooters, I think that is one of the most big changes and interesting stories, along with, you know, Westbrook to the Wizards. Can him and Beal make the playoffs? And then, obviously, the Hawks with their new and improved team getting uh, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, and Rondo with that young nucleus. Um, who, give me your first – we'll break it in, in, in fours. Who's your top four in the East? What are you looking at? Uh, the East will be competitive. Obviously, the West will be better, <laughs> but the East will be competitive. East is getting better, though. Let's not disrespect it. The East is definitely improving. No, 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 no. At the top of the East, I got to tell you that these these are solid teams. I mean, first of all, they're they're led by all NBA players or certainly stars in the making in the case yeah. of Boston. Um, but I tell you what, I still like Milwaukee, number one, atop the East. I think that um, – they have the best player in the league and they are hungry to get that home court. Now they've had it a couple of years and they got knocked off by Toronto and they got knocked off by Boston. So they are primed to get another number one seed. I like them to take the number one seed. I think Boston gets the number two seed. I think Brooklyn, despite all the you know talent that they have, two of the top six or seven best players in the league, I don't think they're necessarily clamoring to get that number one seed. So I think that uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie will be on a pitch count, uh, to use a baseball term. So I don't think they're actually shooting for that number one seed. I like Brooklyn at number three, and I like Miami at number four. Hmm. Now, the one question that I would ask, a little funny question, a statement, what gym during COVID were Giannis and Ben Simmons shooting three-pointers in? (laughs) I want to (laughs) know. Because 
If they did anything else but that, they are complete fools. They have let their teams down, and then they're not ready to win MVPs and go to the next level and win titles because that's the only assignment that I would give during the summer to Giannis and to Ben Simmons. Shoot while you're sleeping. Shoot across your home. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay? So my my top four, and I was thinking the same thing with Milwaukee. And then I thought about Philly, and then I know Boston, Kemba's out for a little bit, maybe till February, whatever. I actually decided to go with Brooklyn number one only because I liked what they did before Kyrie and Durant. And I liked the nucleus, and, and shout out to Kenny Atkinson, who was a great coach. And too bad he didn't get to continue with these guys. And then um, our boy, Va- Jock Vaughn, did a great job. But Nash, I think he's going to bring in the innovation, a different advanced version of um, your Mike boy. Mike D'Antoni's offense? Mike D'Antoni's offense, a little bit different, similar. But I think I love Harris, Dinwiddie, Levert. Uh, Torian Prince, all the different role players on this team. Jared Andrew Shamit too. Sham, yeah, like Andrew Shamit is, is going to be a big piece to this puzzle, and I like his. Uh, they got a little, you know, some dogs defensively. I think Brooklyn is going to get the number one seed. Whether out of the seventy-two games, Kyrie and Durant play sixty of them or not, um, I just like the way they can spread the floor, and I think Dinwiddie and Levert can both score 20 a night whenever they need to. I got Milwaukee second. I love Drew Holiday. Um, I don't know. This is not a – it's a weird roster, Ray, really weird roster. I don't know if they're doing Giannis justice, and I think I'm at the point now where I would start him at power forward. They've got to stop this point, small forward. Like, just put him at the four. Um, but and- they bring Drew Holiday in, a pure point guard. Uh, who can do a little bit more offensively than, let's say, an Eric Bledsoe. I think that helps. And so he won't be incented to touch the ball so much in the front court. No, no, definitely. And I and don't get me wrong, I love Holiday. And I like – you know what I like? I don't think his jumper is wet and consistent, but I like that he's a, a defensive point guard. He's He knows how to get baskets in clutch times. So that'll be interesting. I just want to see some of the other players. Middleton, this is a, a really big year for him. Really big year. And then I got Philly third. And my fourth is Boston, but it's only because of Kemba. You know, they don't really have the most pure backup point guard. They're going to miss Rougier. I do love Marcus Smart. The, his heart is just ridiculous. But I think what Brown about Jeff Teague? Teague? You think Jeff T can step in? No, no, they, that's, right. they did sign, that's right. I forgot they did sign Teague. Um, I was disappointed, though, in them losing Cantor and not having any real size, though. Like, that, they should have got Dwight Howard, not Philly. You know what I mean? So that, that, that's kind they of bizarre to me. They brought Tristan Thompson. They brought in Tristan Thompson. Yeah, but he's so. still 6'9". Tristan is still a... a, a and he's good. Is he going to miss the first couple of weeks or month, or he's missing something too? So that's my top four. It's, it's Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philly, Boston. So who do you got at five? Five to eight. I got, I got Philly at five, and I think that Philly's the most intriguing team in the NBA because you've got essentially two of the most dominant players when they're on in the game 
One of them has a fatal flaw. Ben Simmons can't shoot. <laughs> it's hard to be one of the best players in the NBA if you can't shoot, especially in this NBA. Uh, and then, uh, and then the big fella is—he's an enigma. Uh, Joel Embiid. I love his game when he's on. I think he's into social media a little too much. He's smelling himself a little too much. He's got a little Dwight Howard in him. You know what I mean? Uh, you right, wanted to be silly down. and goofy. But I think that's going to kind of stop, and I bet Howard will even kind of show him, like, hey, let's just be about our business. But what, but, but do you, let me ask you this with Philly. Do you buy in? you got to like the fact that they got Curry and a couple other shooters. Um, but do you buy into the Doc Rivers, Tobias Harris will wake up his game again and be like the stretch four? I think moving Harford was a good thing. Do you think Harris will get back to how he played with uh, Doc with the Clippers? Because he's really talented. Yeah. They need him to. He is. And, and I think that. he's perfect. He's perfectly situated in this Philly team, I think, with uh, Glenn Rivers, by the way. I call him Glenn. <laughs> um, with Glenn Rivers as the coach, basically saying, look, I saw what you did for me on a losing team. In in uh, uh, with the Clippers, right? And then we traded you, and we we tried to rebuild. Philly went for it when they brought him and Jimmy Butler in. And I saw you on the team last year where you started to hit your stride. Let's just take this one by one, right? You've got a team where if everybody plays their role, we can compete to come out of the East, right? There's no reason we can't. Ben oh. Simmons is Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. And if you figure they brought Danny Green. Seth Curry mm-hmm. in to shoot, right? And, uh, and they brought another one in, too. They got three shooters they brought in. Green, uh, Curry, to somebody else I forgot. Oh, my God. But, I, yeah, they really changed. I think they opened right, they up. They brought in Terrence moved. Ferguson. They brought in a, a, a yes. T-Bull, you know, for some defense. Um, yes, so they've yeah. got and, – and obviously, you know, Tobias Harris can score. He's not a pure shooter like Green and Curry. But if no, everybody but plays their role and Dwight Howard gives them some experience and some defense and rebounding off the bench and takes some of the minute load off of Joel Embiid, Mike Scott, we know can play a little bit up front. Uh, this team, I think Doc can make it happen. Maybe not this year. Maybe they're a piece away. But this team has got pieces that are hard to match. You know what I mean? Ben Simmons is as unique a player as there is in the NBA history. Joel Embiid is your matchup nightmare. And so with the three shooters around it, with Harris, Green, and Curry, you've got a team. And, and, and some of these guys even play D, you know what I mean? <laughs> like uh, No, no. And Ben Simmons is, I, I think he, he's ready to be defensive player of the year. He almost won it last year. So, yeah, no, I agree. So, go ahead. Who do you got, six through eight? All right, so I got Philly, could be a four, but I got Miami edging them out. I got Philly, Toronto, Indy, and Washington as uh, five, six, seven, and eight. Mm, so you got Washington ahead of Atlanta. I got Washington ahead of Atlanta. I think Atlanta's team has got too many pieces, too many scores, one ball. I'm not sure that Trey Young is the best glue player, right? He's almost the player you want on the bad team to keep you competitive. Uh, but I'm not sure with all of these young, talented players that he's your right guy to run the point. I feel like he's your guy to score 28, uh, you know, putting up 25 shots. 
But I'm you think he's got sure a little Allen Iverson in him? It sounds like you're calling him a little a- AI 2.0, a little without you know, not without the the boogie, a little bit more jump shot. We'll see. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna give you my five through eight. Uh, so I actually, this is where I have Miami, just because they might be still a little tired, like the Lakers. But um, I'll be interested to see outside of the bubble. Do you know how does Goran Dragic come back off the injury? Uh, is Jimmy Butler still kind of ascending, or does he go back a little? Um, is Hero really ready? Um, you know, this is, is a hero you know, the most. Yeah, I mean, I was so impressed with those kids, and 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 then obviously, you know, I love Duncan Robinson, Michigan Wolverines. I think he's pure, um, but. They're five, but they could easily be two or three, right? It just depends. Like, if they're ready to grind for the regular season or they're going to kind of, like, you know, on a random Tuesday in February just lose to Washington on the road and lose to Indiana and Charlotte. You know, they they can do a little bit of that, too. So then I have Toronto at six. But my question about Toronto, they're just so solid with the guards, you know, and re-signing Van Fleet. Happy he got that deal. Of course, our boy Kyle Lowry. And then Norman Powell, who was very unsung, just like uh, Van Fleet. And then your boy, OG, uh, I think he's ready to step up. But losing Gasol. Losing Ibaka and, is big. And Ibaka. Losing both of them. And let's be honest, Pascal Siakam, he's only six, eight and a half, So he's barely a, a, a power forward. He's nobody's center. And, you know, they don't – you talk about Boston not having a size. Toronto does not really have – when you lose Gasol and Ibaka, um, and they brought in some guys, but they didn't bring anybody, like, super big no, to dominate. Aaron Baines is their starting center, and their backup center is Chris Boucher. I mean, they yeah. have no size. O.J. Ananubi and Pascal Siakam are their power forwards. I mean, they're yeah. an and, 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 and O.J., and he's – and he's really like a three, OG, uh, OG. So that's, you know, I don't like – that's my only question in terms of, um, you know, them going – you know, it's like a first round and out. I got Indiana seven because I'm going to tell you this. I don't think he can win most improved because he's already improved, but I do think he's going to continue to climb as he gets healthy. So the, the Montes Sabonis. The son of Arvidas. Arvidas' son? <laughs> Arvidas' son is no joke. I saw him the other night preseason drop 28, like, on the low low. But let me tell you, the kid, he's got it. Like, remember I told you I was ahead of the curve when my man from Orlando, Nikolai Vubacek, I told you years ago, when he finally made the All-Star, you know, like, last year or whatever. Uh, he should have been an All-Star three, four years ago. It was ago. a long he's time been, coming, for sure. He's been doing it, right? And now Sabonis is that dude. Victor O might be healthy. Malcolm Brogdon. You know, I think that we they could move up, too, just depending on how things break for Indiana. And then I got Atlanta eighth. Ray, I'm just going to um, continue on with this, and then I'll let you finish. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I don't know who Russell Westbrook is anymore as the game of the NBA has evolved and then who he is in relation to Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal's health. I don't like the rest of the, uh, the Wizards roster. Um, we'll see about the coaching. Um, Charlotte, you know, they're nine. So Charlotte at 10. So that's the plan, you know, Charlotte, Indiana, Atlanta, Washington. We'll see. And then you got to go down with Orlando. They're going to, you know, definitely, uh, you know, miss, uh, Isaac, Jonathan Isaac won't be there. You know, he tore the Achilles in the bubble. 
Um, we'll see if Fultz steps up. Then at 12, I got the Knicks. I actually think Obi is going to be up there for Rookie of the Year. R.J. Barrett's going to be improved. The key for the Knicks is Kevin Knox. Can he find his heart in his game? Mitchell Robinson is really getting better every year. And does Dennis Smith remember that he was one of the best high school and, you know, college players and athletes? Can he kind of rekindle that? Because I don't buy Alfred Payton as my starting point guard for anything. Um, And then, you know, we do like the kid, um, Emmanuel from Kentucky, but he's young and green. 13, Chicago, 14, Detroit, 15, Cleveland. You know, um, those teams, young rosters. The Bulls can move up. I do like, you know, Wendell Carter, Laurie Markinen. Levine, you know, they brought in some other players. The Bulls got, they might, they might have some boogie in them, Ray. Um, I don't know with Detroit. What are they doing? You know, Grant, Griffin. And, and does Cleveland trade Kevin Love? And when do they trade him? Poor Kevin Love. He's just stuck in Siberia. You know what I mean? So that's how I finish it out. How, how are you going nine through uh, 15? Yeah, very similar. Look, at the end of the day, these are all teams that are not going to make the play. I mean, except for the first two with the play-in. But I have Atlanta at 9, Orlando at 10. So those are the two teams playing in that new play-in format with the NBA. What do you think about that? 20 I actually of 30 really teams love it. make the NBA. I mean, I like it from a competitive standpoint, but but really only 10 teams don't make the playoffs? Basically, well, everybody's I mean, making the playoffs. But you think of it, it's a play-in game, so you're not really in the playoffs. You're like – you're like sniffing at the door. Like you can smell the cookie. You smell the chips ahoy. It's coming out the oven, but that don't mean you get to eat it. Okay. But you're at least, you got a shot. You got to be, but you know what, you know what it but is. You could have you a shot. What I'm saying is they're, they're shortening the season, right? But let's say in a, in a classic 82 game season, you could have a team that's like 30 and 52 playing in the playing game or 30 no, yeah, no. 50, you I know what I mean? Like, I, I think you're right. Long term, I don't know if it's the right way to go. I just think these two years are just like, let's try something different, which was my knock and criticism of the college football playoffs. You got all this crazy stuff, five, six games, some teams, 10, 11 games, let in 16. You know, when you have um, such uncertainty, that's when you can try different things. And that's why the NBA is so ahead of the curve and innovative than other leagues. At least the NFL, they took the hint and they expanded it to seven. I think they were peeping what uh, the commissioner of real ball has been doing for years on, um, you know, uh, CBS sports fantasy and ESPN. You know, he, he, the commissioner of real ball, he was ahead of the curve, right? He went to seven games a long time, seven playoff teams in NFL. So, you know, they're following your lead, but, I, I just think that this is the time to be innovative. So give Adam Silver those kudos because it does extend the fan base like baseball this year. I thought baseball did too many teams, to be honest. They went like, Oh, they went OD baseball, but, but at least they, you know, they took advantage of the pandemic, right. And said, Hey, let's try something new. And I, and, and I think it's good for the fans, you know? So I can't be mad at it. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, so look, before we get to the playoffs, let's, let's just hit the West and then we'll, we'll break down the playoffs. So uh, start off in the West. You hit me with your top four. All right. So in the West, again, very similar to the East. I think that um, the Lakers don't need to be playing for anything. I mean, they are who they are, and they're – Oh, and LeBron's got to be tired, right? He's got to be tired. Exactly, and they've got to be tired. He took the – you know, not the year off, but last year because of his early – you know, because of his injuries and not making the playoffs, he had – 
He had his So what do you think he played? Ever. If you had to guess, does he play 60 out of 72? I think that's about right. I think they'll find. You know, he doesn't like to miss games. Give him credit. He's he doesn't like to miss games at all. He doesn't, but you know they'll get in his ear, and Frank Vogel will get in his ear, and even veterans like Jason Kidd will get in his ear and say, "Look, man, you know you, you're the best, but we need you, and and you're on a minutes count, so uh, you know it's all about it's all about the playoffs, right?" And I was about to say right. it's all about June, but now it's like July, I guess, for the Olympics. So it's all about. It the ends. Olympics. The season so, ends what July thirtieth. And the playoffs start in May. Yeah, so something like that. They, what they're doing in, around the Olympics and getting the Christmas. They want to get Christmas on the front end and the Olympics on the back end. So it's it's crazy. Uh, but I, it's right, smart, so though. They're doing point, the right thing. But my point was that they're not rushing to get that number one seed. They're the best team in the league, but I don't think they'll get the number one seed. So I actually have Denver, a team that Woo! would love to host a game seven at Woo! home against <laughs> – Somebody else in the West fighting really, really Wait, hard you're, you're for that. Down with the Joker Murray and Porter, you down with it? I'm not saying they're going to win it all, but I'm saying that number one seed means as much to them as anybody in the NBA. So I they'd love you. to have that mile high game seven. Well, so anyways, well, let me ask you real quick: Will they miss Grant? Will they miss Grant? Yes, he was something else for them. They will. They will. And in fact, you talk about a team with some depth issues now, right? Because you know, I love Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, right? Paul Millsap and Michael Porter Jr. kind of in that uh, power okay. forward role. They got Gary Harris and Will Barton. After that, though, they don't have much depth at all. So consider Porter like the sixth starter, right? But after that, who do they, who are they rolling with? Monte mm-hmm. Morris? You know, uh, Jamichael Green? Uh, eh. Uh, no, I, that's, right. that's one of my biggest problems and, and don't let them get hurt because if they, you know, if you can get to the playoffs with a seven man roster, you could try to go Pat Riley style, but I, no, I don't love right. that. That's a, that's a great point. When you think about them in the battles of the first and then second round, not having that depth, it, it might finally get to them. All right, so then who you got? So I, do Denver? They, I do think they fight really, really hard and get that number one seed, mainly okay. because the other teams don't need it as much. So I think Denver number one, Clippers number two. Now, Clippers had a, had a pretty significant defeat and, and kind of an emotional, you know, uh, stab in the heart, and then they lose their coach. And they had, you know, a couple of defections. They thought that they were going to keep, you know, I can't, I can't imagine that team thinking that, that the roster would look like this the year after they lose, right? I thought that they would, they would think they'd come right back. But now they got, you know, again. They kind of dropped they're, they're, the ball. Their off they season was the kind of bad. Yeah, Serge Ibaka was the number one pickup that they had. You know, and he just replaces uh, Harold, and I think Harold's better than Ibaka. Sure, sure, I, I agree. And so they got Ibaka and Zubak as their big men. They pick up a Nicholas Batum, who's been lost. You know, uh, he almost disappeared off the face of the map in, in maybe Charlotte. Maybe right? he them. That could that could maybe be a sneaky good pickup. He could signed be. that big deal, and then and then you know in Charlotte and it did nothing, and maybe that's just a function of playing with the Hornets. No, I think he moved um, to Durham after he signed the contract. Yeah, Luke Kennard, <laughs> you know, another offensive player. Like, what's this? Yeah, Luke Kennard and Lou Williams. I mean, it's just another 
you know, offensive-minded, off-the-bench type of dude. Reggie Jackson still really doesn't have, a, you know, a position on that team. So I think they're a good team. I think they're a regular season team. I don't know that they're better off this year than they were last year. I still have them fighting real hard and getting that number two seed. I like the Lakers at number three, and I like Utah at number four. And Utah's a real interesting team, but I, I think they've got a lot to prove. Um, hopefully that whole Donovan Mitchell and, and uh, Rudy Gobert. Oh, they're good. The I think they, they, they got good in the bubble. I think that's all in the past. All right. So that's, that's my four right there. So Denver, Clippers, Lakers, Utah. That's very interesting. So I still got the Lakers number one because unlike Denver, they are posse deep. Even this young kid, uh, Thornton, whatever, he's killing it. Um, I, I got to tell you, when you add the six man of the year and the runner up in the offseason, you get Dennis Schroeder, who gets younger, younger than Rondo, can score, can play defense, athletic can play point and the like shooting guard. And then you add Harrell. Then on top of that, you bring in Marcus Saul. It's like, wait a minute, stop it. This isn't fair. Like that is Matthews too. Well, I was about to say, and then you replace, you replace Danny Green with Wesley Matthews, who I think he, at this point, he might be a little bit younger, but he's definitely more athletic than Danny Green. Danny Green's kind of, you know, kind of lost a little bit of his luster. He could still shoot, but he's not the defensive guy that he was back in San Antonio. I think Danny Green's getting a little long in the tooth. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I just think the Lakers have too much posse. So they'll be number one, even with LeBron playing probably at the end of the day, somewhere between 60 and 64 games. I think Anthony Davis is just, he's got this new cologne on. You know, I think he, he's probably got a new Bentley. He's got like this new fresh... I'm a champion, a uh, new contract. I'm the, the next great big in L.A. Anthony Davis, that, the, the confidence that a LeBron James instilled in him is going to have a dominating season, okay? This is, this is, this is the, the browse time. Um, clipping toenails and all, okay? Uh, Denver number two. Because I think, my man, you ought to be Porter. Shout out to the original Michael Porter from the St. John's Redmond Red Storm. Okay, let's, let's, let's show our respect. Boo Harvey, Greg Boo Harvey and Michael Porter. That's the original Michael uh, Porter. On our show, we pay, we pay homage, okay? They'll be number two, but Porter is going to lead the way. Um, and I just think Murray Harris will be healthy, so that will help. And Monte Morris is a nice little third guard, but I'll say – Jamal Murray blew both of us away. His performance in the bubble was breathtaking. Him and Devin Booker were the two illis. You know, Biggie Smalls is the illis. No, Jamal Murray is like, I'm the illis, okay? And then the Clippers will be third, but just like you just said, oof, there was some, there's a lot of, and you better hope that Ty Lue, you know, because let's be honest, I think they the ones, they, they lost their coach, but you ain't say it like how it really is. Almost like they kind of, gave up and booted their, or wanted their coach to be gone. So let's see how, you know, Ty, Ty Boogie, how he does with them. But I think it's just time for Kawhi and George. They're going to step up. They, they know that they can't do the rest management and load management and all this stuff. And, and Kawhi's got to be a little bit more verbal. And so does George. So let's see. I still don't like the, the point guard play. Beverly and Reggie Jackson, no. And then number four, 
I got Dame Dalla. Damian Lillard, ladies and gentlemen, is quietly putting together a super Hall of Fame career. Exactly right. And CJ McCullough is the nicest Joe Dumars sidekick to the Zeke, right? Because that's who they are. They're the futuristic millennial version of Isaiah and Joe. That's who CJ and Dame are. And I'm all in on that. Carmelo looks great. I'm so proud and so happy of him. And he's got this new life at the stretch four in the West. He is perfect for them. They bring back Cantor. They got Zach Collins. They, they have a little bit of everything. And I think Portland is really dangerous in the playoffs. Like they, could, they could surprise some teams. So that's my top four. You know what they don't have, though, is defense. <laughs> He said everything right, except that the Detroit players were two-way players, right? Isaiah, when he wanted to, he's a little guy, but he could still play D. Joe Dumars obviously could play D. I mean, Dollar Dave, you think if they want to. McCollum, Dollar Cantor, and Carmelo, none of those cats play D. But that's that's, that's another story. But I I do like that team. And, 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 you know, uh, you said hey, they, they were nice in the bubble, though. I'll tell you that. They were. They were. Ooh. They were. I give them credit. So let me keep going in my West. I got Dallas at number five. The big question is Chris Sapps and his health. But we When saw, is he due back? Is it already in February think, or? I think a couple of months in. So, yeah, I'm thinking February is, is what they were talking about. Um, but we saw. Ooh, what, did we? The new, the new, the new thing in the NBA, Luka is is all about. And and speak about in an NBA where you don't play defense, where you're not punished for not playing defense. I oh, get a double every night. This kid is a triple double every night. Exactly, he's a triple double made to happen. And you know, again. Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double for three straight years, and I think that may go down in history as one of the most incredible and yet underrated achievements ever in the NBA. I'm going to say something that might sound blasphemous, is Luka Don, his triple-doubles might be more impactful. I feel like he's going to lift his Dallas Mavericks to heights it may not come this year because of Chris Stapps' health, but I, you know, I, I like I, those guys are on my radar for sure. Um, but right now, I'm in the fifth seed, you talked about Portland. The biggest enigma of them all is Houston. What do they look like? I mean, I if this know. was five years ago, you'd be like, oh, they got five. You know, they they, they got the big the three. They're, yeah, they're, they're five men, you know. Hey, but I'm not going to hate on our Kentucky boys because I think Boogie Cousins and John Wall, they got something to prove, and I think they are healthy enough and they look good in the preseason. And I think they're going to be better than people think. I really do. Now, I don't know if Harden's going to be, be there, you know, I, but Exactly. I don't, a, I don't know if Harden's going to be there. And, B, it's so hard for me to tell what a John Wall who's been injured for the better – serious injuries, too – for the better part of three years, and Boogie Cousins, who, oh, Boogie, if he had signed that contract, I bet his, you know, financial situation would be a lot different than it is right now. Uh, poor guy left, you know, maybe maybe lost out on $100 million. Uh, but, you know, 
don't know how healthy they'll be. Forget about chemistry. I'm just talking about what Trent Dilfer said. The best ability in pro sports is availability. So I'm not sure how many games hard. Let's say Harden stays, right? Harden, what's your over under on Harden, Boogie, and John Wall? How many games the three of them will start and play? Somewhere between fifty-five and fifty-nine. You think so? That's a lot. I do. Okay. I do. I do. I, I, I just, I don't see these guys getting hurt again. I don't wish that on them. And I just, I just think they've turned the corner. Look, Wall and Cousins have both been in and out of the lineup for the last three years for injuries and stuff. But I still think like, did you see like they both had some book, like John Wall was banging it on cat. Like he, he, he looked like he was back to me. I was like, whoa, whoa. He he's, he's made me Paul nervous Wall? one day. He jumped so high. I was like, whoa, John, slow he down. Paul Wall? So anyways, I mean, number eight. All right, it's Kevin. Right. With Gordon, with, um, you know, Tucker, with, with the cast of the they, – they could be really sneaky good. They really could. I, listen, I, I hope the best for them. And I wish James Harden – I, I don't blame him. He wants to win a chip. I don't blame him. But it's like, dude, just make part it work. Part of it's his fault, though. Right. But part of it's his no, fault. No, that's what I'm he saying. Wants, it's like, he wants yeah, to win a chip. You know what it is? I, I, I don't want to disrespect him because he's one of the best players of all time. But he wants to win a championship his way. You know, he playing the way he wants to play. And, you know, he's a But I don't think you're going to do that on Brooklyn or Philly. I mean, let's be honest. If he goes there, he's not necessarily either team the dominant lead dog anymore. You know what he needs? He needs Daly, who basically got to the Detroit Pistons and told Isaiah Thomas, look, you can lead the league in scoring and assists, like combined points, you know, accounted for, but you're not going to win nothing. You're not going to win a damn thing. So Harden sniffed the finals and he sniffed you know the glory but no that's a great call man we're eating that fool's gold and and, you know Harden needs somebody to get in his ear and and needs to tell him you know your style of basketball is not conducive to winning a championship sometimes less is more you're right no you're right yeah yeah yeah. and number eight so let me get you to your your, you know your I want to hear your west but number eight, you thought I was going to say the Golden State Warriors, but I'm going to say your Phoenix Suns Ooh, sitting in the desert. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Miles Bridges, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton. So I, I, what, a, what I an offseason. What an offseason they have. Talk about the team of the bubble. That was the team yeah. of the bubble. Didn't they go? Eight and oh. They won eight and oh. You're right, right essentially brought back everybody plus Chris Paul. Uh, you still got, uh, they brought up, they brought Cameron Payne, me, Tom Moore off the bench. Um, they're a little bit light coming off the bench, but they're starting five. Well, they got Javon Carter's good. They got some dogs. They got, and, and don't Sam forget Johnson, about Dario, Dario Sarge. Yeah, he's getting if, better. If he can get healthy. You know, he's banged up a little bit, but if he, if he can get healthy, 
Yeah, you know, and DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Ayton's coming out party. Obviously, we well, know first about of all, is, is the best thing that's going to happen to that kid, okay? We're going to see the best version of him closest to, like, being a nephew of David Robinson that we could have ever seen. Chris Paul will bring it out of him. So, number five, I have the Utah Jazz, and I love this Donovan Mitchell. I just want him to get more than Joe Ingles and – you know, and cats like that around him. I feel like the roster is just a little, it's a little light. Like they, they, he needs a, a road dog with him and Gobert is not the road dog. He's like, it's also hard piece. for an undersized two to dominate yeah, the game. It is. It definitely is. And I, I just, I just want him to get, you know, you almost want to see him play with Harden or something like he just needs one more dude but uh, they've definitely made Utah exciting and definitely back in the playoffs every year again. And, uh, you know, Gobert plays hard. And has really improved his game over the years. He can score more now. I have Dallas 6. And Dallas and Utah can switch. But I have Dallas 6 just because of the lack of Porzingis. You know, I'm not into Dwight Powell and this whatever. And they're going to miss Seth Curry. Um, you know, obviously they bring in uh, your boy from the Sixers, um, the three and D what's the kid uh, that they brought in that came from Miami from the Sixers, Josh Richardson. And we'll see what happens with, yeah, we'll see what happens with Hardaway Jr. And some of these other cats, but you know, it's all about the Luka Don. He's going to be in the MVP race probably this season to the rest of his career, you know, at least to the back end. I got Houston seven. I just, I, when I first was thinking about the picks, I was like, Houston's not going to make the playoffs. And then I was like, wait a minute. They don't have to trade Harden. And I think Wall and Cousins and Gordon and P.J. Tucker and some of these other guys, I think, I think Silas, Stephen Silas is a nice young veteran head coach, right? Young and veteran because he's been an assistant for like, what, 18, 20 years? I mean, God bless him. He finally gets a chance, and then the superstar was that crazy. But I think in spite of that – I think Houston could be sneaky, good, and dangerous, and maybe Harden just, like, gives up on it. Because I also don't know if other owners, they kind of like him, but then they're like, is this just a year-and-a-half rental because he wants to be a free agent again anyway? So he might be toxic. People might not just jump for him. So we'll see what happens with Houston. And just like you, I got Phoenix Suns. Yes, baby. The sun blazing the hot desert, shooting the ball from the cactus, cactus off the roof. Um, what you said, Chris Paul, Aiden, Booker, Bridges. I mean, it, it goes on and on like butter and popcorn. And don't sleep on Javon Carter. I'm going to finish out the West. So I got them playing how many Pelicans are out there peddling New Orleans in that 8-9 game. And my war, Warriors, I, I think – considering what happened to Clay, they did the best they could. It was the right pick to take Wiseman. He's going to, oh, my God, I think just the passing ability of Curry and Green is going to help Wiseman so much. He'll wind up a double-double every night as a rookie and probably get rookie of the year. he can protect the rim, something they haven't had since Andrew Baldwin was playing serious minutes. And because we didn't see him so much at Memphis – his game is actually really uh, NBA ready with this whole a little pick and pop. He can hit a little twelve footer, but he could pick and roll, catch alley oops at the rim. I think, um, and Kelly Oubre is a nice. I, I think that's the perfect um, thing that they could have done, 
And um, yeah, I, I like the Warriors. He's not a shooter, but he can get his shots, right? He's no, not, and he gets your... he gets hot, but he's kind of athletic, and then he kind of has these Kansas flashbacks where he remembers that he was like a number one recruit, and you know, every once in a while he'd be like, "Oh wait, I can drop twenty tonight," you know what I mean? And so, I, I, I like that. So I think Golden State will be, um, you know, surprising. Memphis just out of the play in at eleven. Goodness gracious, I love John Moran and Jaron Jackson, and you had it right last year with Moran as the rookie of the year. I kind of went for like a risky pick of uh, our boy over there in Chicago from Carolina, um, who I think he cut off his hair. What's my man? Um, oh, he cut God. off his hair? Yeah, I think he cut off his hair. The point guard. What's his name? But anyway, so, you know, um, I have Sacramento at 12 because I think – see, Buddy Hill's not happy – but goodness, him and Fox is a nasty young backcourt. And if Bagley stays healthy, Bagley could be in that running for most improved. He might wind up doing a little like 22 and 10 this year. So don't sleep on That's Bagley. Good call. Marvin Bagley was the number two pick in the draft. I think yeah, he's ready. That's who you're talking about. Kobe, Kobe White, yes. I think my man Kobe. Who, And that's why I like that Chicago team. You know, when you look at everything, Kobe and Levine and Carter, and, you know, they, they got some dogs. So, But, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, Sacramento. And then the Spurs, just because, hey, DeRozan and Aldridge, they offensively can get you so much. I do like my boy DeAndre Murray. Um, but I just – I don't think the Spurs – They've got these, like, versatile pieces like White and, and the other kid and the, the kid they got this year in the draft. But Lonnie Walker. I, yeah. I mean, they got guys that if they're healthy and Rudy uh, – Rudy Tom Johns. <laughs> Rudy Gay. Yeah, Rudy coach Gay. Pop veteran three. Can, uh, can coach them up. It's, it's difficult. I think it's difficult because when you think of all those players, they're all great. If you still had shooters, they don't, this team does not shoot threes. Pop is like in the nineties with this team. They only shoot twos and they just, they don't get enough. They don't get enough buckets and they're not DeRozan and Aldridge are not so great traditional defensive players like Pop used to have for those to be your two best players. So I think he's in a, in a funky position. And then I've got Minnesota 14, uh, Anthony Edwards probably will get the you know rookie of the year. He'll be up in the running. I think he actually he's very NBA ready in terms of his athletic prowess and then being with Russell and Big Cat. Big Cat, Big Cat, yo, Big Cat. Would almost like to see him and Harden meet up somewhere because Big Cat is yo he's underrated. And then OKC, they just you know they've they've got thirty picks for the next five years and. You know, they don't really have anybody except for Shea Gilchrist left on that team. So, God bless them. So Yeah, same uh, thing. I, I would say I, I've got San Antonio. So, I've got like this Golden State, San Antonio, Memphis, New Orleans. I have New, Memphis and New Orleans both out of the playoffs. So, think about wow. this. I have Memphis out of the playoffs with John Moran. New Orleans out of the playoffs with uh, – uh, So, you're not down with Ingram and, 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 and no, uh, boy, I Zion. think they just get notched out. Um, I yeah. think – Sacramento out of the playoffs with Marvin Bagley. I think Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns is out of the playoffs. And, of course, OKC doesn't have much talent anyway. But think yeah. about the, 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 the really, really good top 20 players in the West not making the playoffs. De'Aaron Fox and, and, and Marvin Bagley, Carl Anthony Towns, John Morant, and, uh, and young, young talent. Speaking of changes – 
So next year, would you go to like a universal schedule and a universal top 16 or top 20 teams make the playoffs and then do your play-in where 16 plays 20? Oh, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no. 17 plays uh, 20 and 18 plays 19 and then just go 1 through 16 separate from conference? The only reason I wouldn't is because it's if you're going back fine. to an 82-game schedule, it's so taxing for East Coast teams to play West Coast teams that yeah. just because of travel and back-to-backs and, and being able to cluster, you know, on the East Coast, you've got New York uh, or the Knicks and Brooklyn and, and, and uh, Philly and Washington all clustered together. If you had to equally play the California teams, and Arizona, and, and, you know, it's just too much travel. And then I it would be here, yes. the first round of the playoffs going from, like, Philly to, like, Golden State or Philly to, like, like Sacramento. Yeah, no, you're right. It, I just think – I think it's a dream of theirs, though, that could be really uh, fascinating for the fans. What's well, also you know a what function I mean? of the Western Conference having more talent than the East for the past 20 years. You know, we've been saying, oh, it'll balance out, it'll balance out. Well, it hasn't. <laughs> it's been the West for a long, long time. So what would you think? It would probably go uh, 12, 12 to the West out of the 16. Like it would probably go up to Sacramento, I think. Something like that. Something, I've probably, in the probably top five six. really elite teams and all the rest are in the West. Yeah. Yeah, but Toronto would probably make it. Toronto's probably better than Sacramento and Memphis and New Orleans right now. And so is Indiana. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think Atlanta, like, if you just based it team versus team, right now Atlanta is better, I think, than Memphis and Sacramento. Together? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, getting Rondo is a big help for Trey Young. You'll see. So let's get to the playoffs so we can wrap this up, and then we'll give our postseason awards. So, I mean, the East, you know, I got Indiana uh, winning the playing game over Charlotte, Atlanta over Washington, um, 1-8 Brooklyn over Atlanta. I got Milwaukee over Indiana, 2-7, 3-6. I got uh, Philly over Toronto, and very they might even sweep them or at least, you know, you know just lose one. And then I got um, Miami over – did I pick Miami over Boston? Yeah, I picked Miami uh, over Boston. So then I've got Brooklyn 4-3 over Miami and a really great semis. Then uh, Philly 4-3 over Milwaukee. I think Giannis just falls short again. I think the Philly shooters and Ben Simmons, they just, they're going to have to be too much, too much for Milwaukee and Giannis. And then I got Brooklyn upsetting, or maybe not upsetting, but Brooklyn just too much. I think they're going to figure it out. I think Steve Nash is going to be a star as a coach. And I think uh, Brooklyn 4-3 goes to the NBA Finals their first year. I think Durant and Kyrie stay healthy. And I think Brooklyn Brooklyn's the borough, the capital of the world. I think Brooklyn uh, is the planet, and they, they come out of the East. So give me your East before we go to the West playoffs. Wow. Okay, so I've got in the playing games Indy over Orlando, Washington over Atlanta. And then I have pretty much first round, uh, I guess I have a five in Philly beating Miami at the four. Uh, but otherwise, it goes chalk. So Milwaukee at one beating Washington, Boston beating Indiana, Brooklyn beating Toronto, 
and then Philly beating Miami. So then you got the number one Milwaukee against the number five Philly. And this is could be a very, very good matchup. Uh, I just think that Milwaukee's hungry. Milwaukee, if they're D and three, uh, if they can figure it out and they've got home court advantage, they'll win that series. And the best series maybe of the whole playoffs to me is Boston-Brooklyn. Uh, and you know what? Kind of like LeBron and the Heatles, I don't think Brooklyn does it in this first year. I think they fall short in the playoffs. I think Boston, despite the fact that, uh, you know, their roster may not be great, I think their continuity, their identity, hopefully uh, uh, Kemba comes back and is get reintegrated. Jeff Teague will hold it down for a while. I think Boston beats Brooklyn 4-3. I think Brooklyn will be the team next year. And so that's why this is Milwaukee's year because everybody around them is getting better. Philly's going to figure it out with Doc Rivers, and Brooklyn is going to be, you know, a beast for five years. But since sneaks out a 4-3 victory over Brooklyn, and then Milwaukee against Boston again, I think Milwaukee says, you know what, enough of this nonsense. We're going to the NBA Finals. We got our <laughs> man Supermax. I think they make one deal. I think they have to make a deal midseason, at least for a role player. But I have to think that Milwaukee, they've got all the pressure in the world so either they crumble or they make a diamond, and I got them going to the finals. And I agree. Milwaukee needs to make a deal, and so does the Clippers in the West. So out West, I've got Houston um, in the 7-10 game losing to Golden State. And then I've got Phoenix beating the Pelicans. Um, L.A. beats Phoenix. They might get a game. Then the 2-7, I got Denver taking care of the Warriors. That will go the limit. Um, I've got the Clippers taking care of Dallas, getting their revenge over the Luka Don. That will go the limit. I think what this for, that first round is five games, right? And then, um, and then Portland going to take care of Utah in the four or five. So then in the semis, I got the Lakers taking care of Portland. Portland, I think they're going to get two. So that'll be four, two. And then the Clippers, I think it's going to go the full distance with Denver, but I think they will make a move and get some sort of veteran guard that it will help them to handle Murray and Denver and perimeter defense. So I think the Clippers and Patrick Beverly will be healthy this time for the defensive side. So the Clippers will, will beat Denver. Um, and then you're going to have the Lakers four, three over the Clippers. We'll get the classic matchup that we wanted to have and we'll get it. And then the NBA championship, I think the Lakers win again over Brooklyn 4-3. But this time, Anthony Davis holds up the MVP trophy, and he's the most valuable poet. So, Anthony Davis and the Lakers. I, I, I love it. I can't, I can't say that it's crazy or I can argue about that, but I have some differences. So let me see. Houston, so my playoffs are seven. Houston taking out San Antonio. The number eight team, Phoenix, uh, against the Golden State Warriors. I actually think, like you, that the Golden State Warriors win that game. So Denver, as a number one seed, takes out the Golden State Warriors. I think the Clips take out Houston. I think the number three, Lakers, the number six, Portland, right? How horrible is it for Portland to have to play the Lakers in the first round? Uh, <laughs> and then Utah-Dallas is the, is the game, you know, the series of that round. And I think that goes probably the limit, but I'll, I'll go with Utah sneaking out Dallas just because uh, wow. you know, they've been scratching it out last couple of years together. So semis really 
phenomenal Western Conference semis, but I've got Denver, who gets lucky because they don't have to play the Clippers or the Lakers. They get lucky 4-2 in the draw, right? They get lucky, so they'll beat Utah 4-2. So Denver goes to the Western Conference Finals against the winner of the Clippers-Lakers, who have to play play each other in the semis. And you know what? Lakers win 4-2. Lakers did more in the offseason. Lakers have more continuity. Lakers have more talent. Lakers have more every, – everything that I thought the Clippers would be last year, the Lakers actually went and became. So Lakers <laughs> win 4-2 over the Clippers, and I think the Clippers will have to break that team up if, if in fact, they lose. Uh, I mean, not, maybe not the two superstars, but everything around them might have to change. Uh, and in the conference finals, I got the Lakers just like this year beating Denver 4-2. So you get a Lakers-Milwaukee final. And it brings me to, when you think about Lakers and Milwaukee, you think about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So my final, Lou Alcindor, a.k.a. Kareem, a.k.a. Skyhook. So I got the Lakers beating the Milwaukee Bucks 4-2. And the finals, just like it was in 95 and 1971, is LeBron James, a.k.a. the new Lou Alcindor, <laughs> who towards the end of his career is just going to ring up a couple more championships and try to go out with a bang. But, yeah, I have the Lakers beating Milwaukee 4-2. And you know what? It would take – That would make him 5-6 and six in the finals, right? Yeah. Oof. Five and six in the finals, and if he could sneak one more out, if he could go six, six if he could six. go to twelve finals and wow. win six of them, wow! I mean, those are like Boston Celtics numbers. Even though the Celtics, like, like you know, Russell was what like eleven and one, uh, but I mean, you're talking about Boston 11 Celtics. One, eleven and two, yeah, something like that. That's insane. That's crazy. I mean, six and six, it definitely helps his conversation. We know he'll. Never pass Mike, but it, I guess that would inch him closer and definitely solidify him past Kareem. So that 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 will be a lot of uh, sports uh, radio topics to, to talk about. So let's just go wrap up with the postseason. So my MVP, I'm going AD all day. The brow, Anthony Davis. I think I think we might see like a, a 29 and 12, three and three, something crazy. Rookie of the year. Um, I'm going with uh, James Weissman. I, I really think um, he's going to get it done. A lot of, you know, Anthony, uh, whatchamacallit, Anthony Edwards is going to be close, but I, I just think um, I think Weissman's going to really, averaging that double-double and leading the Warriors to the playoffs, helping to lead them, he's going to be impressive. Coach of the year, I, I, listen, a lot of guys. I like your Malone pick. I, I'm going with Nash. I also like, um, you know, you, you can't, disrespect I think the uh the Luke Walton with Sacramento or we, what what your boy's gonna do in Phoenix, Monty Williams. I think Monty's got outside shot and then of course they're exposed there again. But yeah, I gotta go Nash. And then um what am I got looking at? Oh defensive. Uh I'm going with Ben Simmons. He was close last year. I think he's just going to be able to guard one through four. And he's a little bit, honestly, a better defender than Giannis and Draymond. And I think he gets the respect this year because Philly will be healthier and better. Um, so Ben Simmons will shine on that end because he's special. Six man. I, for some reason, I, 
I'm going back to Gordon. I, and I'll say this because I don't know who the sixth man is on the Lakers, and I don't know who the sixth man is on Brooklyn. It could be Dinwiddie. It could be Levert. One of them have a shot. And then with the Lakers, it could be, you know, I don't know, if Schroeder starts or if they go with LeBron and Caldwell in the backcourt. I don't know how they're going to play. Kuzma, technically. Kuzma. So a lot of other people have a shot, but I think it's between the Lakers, Brooklyn, whoever that sixth man is, Gordon, and, of course, Sweet Lou. But I'm going to go with Gordon. I, I think he's healthy now, and I think he's ready to uh, – without Russell there, he's going to get a little bit more minutes and uh, – They'll, they'll play a lot of three guard with him, Wall, because Wall's bigger. They'll play Gordon, Wall, and Harden a lot together. Oh, and then, sorry, and then, and then I'm sorry, and then um, come back. Oh, come on, that's, that's Durant. And then the most improved poet on the mic is the new and improved Michael Porter. So I'll start with Michael Porter being most improved. I think, I think he's ready. He's ready to <laughs> uh, like Tony the Tiger. I mean, he he's just a beast. He he was Does one of the 20? top. Does he give us twenty a game? He's probably ready to do that, right? He might. He might. He's one of the top twenty players. I mean, uh, he was one of the top two players coming out of high school, and he had that devastating back injury. So it's not like he snuck up on the scene. He's amazing, and uh, you know, if he, if he gets that defensive intensity and his mind right, his athleticism, his ability to shoot at six ten is unbelievable. So he, I agree with that. MVP, you know what? I'm going Mike Trout on you. I'm going to say this guy for the next five years will be first or second in MVP voting every year. So I'm going to go for a three-peat for Giannis. I called him MVP last year, and I think he'll go MVP again. His team will be the number one team in the conference. He was, what, 30 and 13 and five assists last year. I put up those same numbers, you win MVP again if your team is first in the conference. Um, dark horses, Nikola Jokic, especially if you think that Denver is going to be the number one seed in the if they really, really work hard for the number one seed. I'm going to say the rookie of the year, it's a kind of weak rookie class. I'll say Anthony Edwards only because he'll score a lot of points on a bad team. So he'll yeah. be like the Bradley Beal of the Western Conference. He'll score, you know, an average 21, 22 a game. Maybe empty calories. The, yeah, exactly. Empty calories. Out of 15 seed in the Western Conference. Mike Malone in Denver, coach of the year. I think he did a great job getting them to the Western Conference finals. I'm so happy I don't know that he'll do, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know he'll do. That's Brendan Malone's kid. That's Brendan's son. I know. Better this year in the, in the postseason, but I think he, he has a chance to take the number one seed in the West. Defensive player of the year. I like your defensive player of the year and Ben Simmons. You know, rim protectors always get a lot of love just because of the block shots and, and, and the impact they can make. Rudy Gobert, a two-time winner, I think could win it again. Um, same thing with six-man. I like your pick. Montrez Harrell, again, you know, was a great six-man who just goes same arena, same everything. But I'll go with Lou Williams, sweet Lou, again, the stats. He'll give you 18, 19 a game off the bench. Comeback player of the year. It's hard not to say Kevin Durant. He's so awesome. I'll say Steph Curry, uh, you know, because he, he does so much for his team, right? If Steph Curry, uh, Kevin Durant has another star on his team, Steph Curry pretty much, he's the man and everybody else is a role player, except when uh, when Clay Thompson comes back, especially offensively. So I'll go with him. And then, like I said, Michael Porter, same most improved. It's going to be fun, man. It tips off tomorrow. I'm excited that it's back. We've missed it. Um, it was a quick turnaround. 
But uh, it yeah, seems like everything like the season ended a second ago. It does, but then you know I got so engulfed in football that, like I just you know what it is there wasn't the proper order of the end of the season with the draft and summer league and then celebrating Lakers. So it almost seems like it it, it happened and it was impactful, but then it, it didn't get the love and and you know what I mean. I guess maybe if we were in LA, but I guess during a pandemic you can't. I don't know. It's just a weird. It was a weird uh, you know ending to it. So I think you know getting this start couple days before Christmas, Christmas week, and then, you know, they'll be rocking, especially Luca and LeBron for Christmas. They got five NBA games. They're doing it right. They're giving you Luca, LeBron. You know, the NBA is so great with the marketing. They'll figure it out. Um, now, what, is, what are they saying? Are they having NBA All-Star Weekend or they're not? Like, what, what was the final? I don't remember. You know, I, mean, you know, I know they only announced the first half schedule so that they could move it around. I think they were talking yeah. about a virtual All-Star weekend again. Um, I mean, not again, but a, vir- a virtual All-Star weekend. So I don't know if, the, if that plan has changed, but I know they've only released the first half of the schedule, and then they'll release the second half probably in about a month or two. Yeah. Does anybody on the Knicks surprise you? Do you think OB, RJ improve? You know, for our you know Knicks fans. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just done as a Knicks. I mean, I'm not done as a Knicks fan, but it's just no. frustrating. The it's, Knicks it's just, just don't have talent, and and here's the problem. I, I, Tom Thibodeau is either one of these coaches that gets the best out of you, or he makes me worse. He'll wear you <laughs> out. He He'll run you into the ground, and and if you're a lo- think about this, if you're a losing team. And you still have to practice two a days, and you still have to go hard and grind and work hard, and you don't see results in the wins and losses. I, I would have, I would have gone with a hire. I'll just say this: I would have gone with a different hire. You know me; I wanted Mark Jackson. I would have thought about a Nash. I would have thought outside the box with somebody, you know, somebody young like Sam Cassell, somebody different. You know, I would have done something different. Uh, to me, to retread someone who wears his superstars down except for Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler likes to chew dog biscuits. Otherwise, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to roll with this mentality anymore. And I just think Tib is, you know, I think the game's past him. You're going to see. The game has passed some people by. See what Westbrook. It might be. It might be. Thibodeau is the type of guy, I think, he's the Chuck Daly. He's the type of guy that comes in and says, look, it's an offensive NBA league, but you've got to do something different to win a championship. So let's think about playing D. Let's think about grinding. Let's think about, you know, being perfect execution on defense and on offense, and we'll give it a shot. He's not the guy to rebuild a team because, you know, even if you do get so better, people he's the are one tired of him. That's the concrete for a new foundation for the next coach. To teach the a young kids potentially, okay. kind of like Mark uh, well, Jackson, who gets no love for you know convincing uh, Lee and Draymond and and staff to play a certain way, and then Steve Kerr gets all the glory. Steve Kerr deserves a lot of glory, but you know Mark Jackson is almost forgotten about. Yeah, because the Warriors were a great defensive team, and Mark was part of that. You know, so no, you're right. So it's going to be fun. Uh, tune in, enjoy it, have fun. And just like the true native New Yorkers we are and our second favorite team being the Jets, only the Jets could mess up 
and lose the number one pick by beating the Rams in the most meaningless game of the season. And that sums up. I could choke, choke them. It's beyond dumb. Beyond the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And now the Jaguars will get it. And then the question is, do you keep Sam Darnold or do you go Justin Fields? And Justin Fields has been laying an egg lately. So to me, like I told you, hey, trade the pick. I'll keep Sam Darnold and let's build, give him some real weapons and let's let the kid have a freaking chance, right? Uh, we'll, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with football. We're going we're gonna to do a playoff preview. Or you hope that you get a Chase Young at number two. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but the Jets, only the Jets could do that to us. Oh. Look, it's not over yet, but if everything <laughs> holds the form and, and teams lose out, then uh, – Yeah, but who's Jacksonville going to be? playing in Jacksonville. Who's Jacksonville going to be? Oh, God. It's uh, – I can't. All right, good show. Enjoy the NBA. Ray and I will be battling in fantasy uh, basketball, fantasy basketball league. That should be fun. And uh, be safe out there, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Ray and Tay, we got your back. We love you. We pray for everyone who's lost someone special. It's, this has just been a tough one. And let's hope that 2021 just gets a little bit easier day by day. And, 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 and put that positive energy out there. Your attitude matters. Be positive. Tell everyone you love them. And just smile. Even if you're smiling under your mask. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> It does go a long way. I feel you. And you know what? If we can provide a little bit of relief, look, we we um, we don't talk much about the virus. And we don't talk much about the situation we're in. But if we can provide a little bit of relief and take your mind off of it, we're happy to do it. Hit us up on social media, on email, on the website, whatever you need. If you want to talk sports, we're here for you. And we'll be back talking some football because guess what? Playoffs are right around the corner, two weeks away. Wait, I can't wait. Let's go Steelers. Am I Steelers winning? What's the score? I, no, you know. down 9 nothing. Ah, Don't get me started. Can we change the offense and run the ball? I don't care if it's not Connor, Benny Snell. Can we run the freaking ball? All right. All right, we're out. <laughs> Ray and Tom. <laughs> we'll back right. in a couple of weeks. NFL playoff preview coming soon. Peace. We're out. <laughs>